the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you've got a liquor store, grocery store, a small market, and you're having trouble with cashiers, go self-checkout. SouthwestPOS.com, SouthwestPOS.com. We'll take care of all your cashiering needs. Jeff and Mark will come out, take a look at your facility, and if it meets their standards, which I know it will, you'll get it for less than what you'd pay for a cash register. Seven day a week, 24-hour day service. If you're open, they're open. 800-540-2149. San Diego Propane's out in East County. I use them. Oh, my gosh. Family-owned and operated. Nothing I like better than family-owned and operated. Go to sd-propane.com to get the best price in the county. 619-460-1705. And if you have a hot rod or or you want to buy one or maybe you want to service one or maybe you just want to look at them, hot rods and custom stuff. 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Go to hotrodscustomstuff.com. You can get fenders, parts, and pieces just to hang on your wall if nothing else. 760-745-1170. Hey, folks, have you ever heard of King of the Hammer? (laughs) What a crazy off-road event that is. In fact, it just happened, and we got uh, Cameron Douglas on the line, and he is with Optima Batteries. I think they sponsored uh, the KOH this year. Cameron, are you on the line? I am, yes. Thanks for having me today. How are you doing, boss? What would you think of the KOH this year? <laughs> oh, it was awesome. It was uh, biggest ever, and we had a... A great time activating there with uh, the Optima brand and our parent company, Clarios. It was a great event. Yeah, now I understand uh, from Sue Mead, who was nice enough to hook me up with you, uh, that you guys actually did off-site uh, charging. Yeah, we had um, an area in a in a private part of the um, King of Hammers area that was called the 40 and we Mm -hmm. had 10 acres on the 40 and we actually had um, a company called renewable innovations that we partnered with to have clean energy generator power to power two um, fast chargers and 10 level two chargers Hmm. interesting we we put we put on an event called optimon plug powered by clarios and we had over 70 um electrified vehicles and we did a two-day activity where we kind of introduced a 
a new element to King of Hammer. So it was a lot of fun. So would you kind of say this was like a you know an R and D you know event? Not only was it good for the consumer, but it was also good for you guys as well. Just just to see what the technology is doing today, tomorrow, and down the road. Well, yeah, a little bit of both, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, um, our, again, our parent company, Clarios, was there. Um, we're, we're a provider to um, low-voltage systems for most of the OVs or EVs that were present. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, from an Optimus standpoint, getting to know our some of these new consumers, new enthusiasts, and seeing what their power needs are. Um, so it was a little bit of both. Right. Yeah, and and you're and you're right. You know, it's all about educating the masses because you know you can't just say you just got to buy this. You have to buy it. No, no, you got to explain to them why it would be a benefit uh, to them before they make that that decision. And Optima being in the long as you've been in the battery world, I mean, your name kind of precedes the the whole project. Oh, appreciate that. We're we're strive to be the ultimate power source and provide um, motivation for everybody to kind of go out and, and experience their vehicle to the fullest. And as they start adding accessories and mm-hmm. things like that, um, it becomes, you know, much more of a burden on uh, your electrical system. So we want to be there to help uh, provide those solutions. And it's funny because a lot of people don't even think about that. They'll add... You know, LED lights, they'll add winches, they'll add, you know, sound systems, boom boxes, but yet they'll still stay with their same 12-volt battery and find out that they can't get any of the equipment to work to the optimum that they're looking for without a proper battery source. And the other thing I've always liked about you guys, and I think you're first to do it, you could be upside down and your battery still functions like it was right side up. Yeah, you got it. Our product's completely sealed, yeah. and um, so that was one of the one of the big benefits for off roaders: vibration resistance. And yes, to your point, not having that leaky acid that comes out and ruins things. Right. But, but I thought batteries had to be vented. How did you guys, without giving up any trade secrets, how did you get around that? Well, yeah, reality is is that our battery still should be vented, but it has a um, a valve that under normal circumstances, mm-hmm. if it's being used properly and all that good stuff, um, it, it's a recombinant system where it is totally sealed. But if it ever reaches a critical point and it does need to vent, it will vent. Mm, okay. um, so it's valve called valve regulated gotcha so it's not vented like a traditional battery but it does have a safety release valve right and then i do have to ask you why so many different colors does that is that status as i mean does that depict a particular type of a battery like you know yellow green red i mean or was it just that you like colors <laughs> well, it's a little and again i'll 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 educate you and then thoroughly confuse you because sure. one of our batteries has both. But the red battery is traditionally it's been designed as our highest cranking battery that ah. is designed for the most cranking amps possible and the smallest, lightest in in the lead acid world okay. package. And at that time, in the 
early 90s when we launched this product that was, um, you know, the lightest product available. But anyway, red stands for highest cranking power. Our yellow top battery was introduced in the late 90s, and that is a true deep cycle battery that has the ability to be discharged and recharged numerous times, but also has great cranking power. So it's a dual purpose. And it's designed for, like you were talking about, having those lights and winches and things mm-hmm, like that that mm-hmm. draw down the power, but then also be recharged by the alternator or external charging source. Now, to confuse things, we launched a blue top battery that was really designed for marine and RV. But in that blue top, we also have a starting battery and a deep cycle battery. Just oh. So it... Uh, it's a little confusing when you get to the blue top, but typically but, the you know the most popular for automotive is either the red or yellow. Right, but but the beauty is you go to an Optima dealer and say this is my requirement, which battery is good for me. So the consumer doesn't really have to figure out you know the color palette because you have people that sell your batteries that know everything there is to know about them and will fit that consumer to the application that they're looking for. For the most part, yes, our automotive retailers are, are are pretty educated. The first thing that we try to help out with, the most common question is the one you just asked, what's the difference between red and yellow? <laughs> I um, just had to ask. They'll, they'll hopefully get that direction at the counter and typically do. Absolutely. Well, you know, talking to Sue, she was telling me about you support a lot of race teams. Um you're going to think this is totally insane, but I do six hours of radio every Sunday, and my motorsport show is in about another 45 minutes. So I would like to stay in touch with you, and if you have any drivers up and coming, maybe they could use a little media work, a little bit of interviewing skills, I'm here for you. And like I said, I I love doing radio, and it's all about... In my world, education, I used to be a service manager back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and I knew how important then when it was to educate a consumer, and it's even more so today. And if there's anything I can do to help you, Sue will give you my contact information, and hey, you never know where it'll go. Right on. And a lot of our motorsports emanate from the Southern California area, as you probably are well aware of, especially in our in the Baja series, oh, so crazy. Um, happy to happy to chat happy to chat further. All right, I look forward to it. My favorite, I have to tell you, is Nora. I got to announce Nora three years in a row, and I, I've dealt dealt with the five hundred, the one thousand. So yeah, it's it's all it's all good. It's a great it's a great place to live, no matter what anybody tells you. You got it. So you probably know Mike Perlman. Oh, Mikey. Tell him next time you talk to Mike, you tell him Stahl says hi. I will do so for sure. All right, Cameron. Thank you very much. I'll send this show to Sue so the bosses can, you know, tell that you did work on the weekend. Right on. Well, I appreciate it. Look forward to chatting some more. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Auto Know Show, FM 961 AM 1170. The hour, or the hour. FM 96, the answer, not the hour. 
Come on, man. Help me out. Hey, South Bay Auto House sponsors this segment. If you got a Mercedes Benz, you're looking for a dealer alternative, you can't beat South Bay Auto House. Go to 310 Trousdale, or better yet, just go to autohouse.com, uh, and they'll be more than happy to take care of all your automotive needs. They have their own parts department. They have got uh, factory trained technicians. I mean, really, it's just a, a great experience. AutohouseSouthBay.com. AutohouseSouthBay.com. Talk to Gary or Rick. And if you're thinking of trading your Mercedes in, give them a shot. Might give you more than the dealer. All right. Express Auto Service, 7633 El Cajon Boulevard. Uh, com. They work on all my cars. Dave and Connie, family-owned and operated. They do an exceptional job. They also do classic cars. All right, we got Kristen Barclay on the line, and she's on a runway with a car. <laughs> what are you Almost. doing on the runway? <laughs> Not on a runway. Brendan's exaggerating again. Again, Brendan. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, it's a cross track. It's not a jet. I, I should have mentioned, it's actually on a heliport landing. I'm just in a bit of transit today. So there's a little bit of noise, as I was telling him. I, I, I tried to find the most quiet spot I could, and it's a hallway. So we'll see how far that goes. But, uh, yeah, no, driving the cross track, obviously not on a runway. Okay. Um, and it was the wilderness trim. So, I mean, you know, it probably doesn't fit on a runway. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not its natural habitat. It'd be, it'd be happier, uh, you know, camping, little right. light off-roading, or maybe just running around the suburbs like I do. I um, just I just had the wilderness. I liked it. What was your color scheme? Because mine was, I think it was green and orange trim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same. I had the same thing. And matter of fact, it was funny because uh, one of my friends was like, Man, like I really like the color, and I really like the look. Yeah. Really like, but it's too small. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's the subcompact SUV. I said, you know, I think you could probably get the same wilderness trim in one of the one of the bigger SUVs right. that they have. Right. Because um, you know, the thing that was stumping us is, um, and you know this because your wife has the dogs and mm-hmm. occasionally and, and transferring them. And the thing for us was, you know, Subaru is so dog friendly, which is awesome, and they do so much to support adoptions and and, and animals in general. Mm-hmm. And you know. If you're bringing your animal in the car, a lot of people now are only transporting their dog via crate because they find it safer. And when you've got a low back like you do in the cross trek, you cannot mm-hmm. get a large crate back there. So right. for my big dogs, um, it won't work. But uh, we were I was showing her the uh, all-weather floor mats, which she just you know absolutely loved. And we were talking about how the seats are kind of uh, water-resistant. And, um, you know, it, the thing is, it's got a... A couple hangups, you know. You and I talked a while back when they when they introduced that eleven point six inch touchscreen. We were like, yeah, they're finally kind of moving forward on the tech department because Subaru always seems to be a little slower in the technology department. And while it's great that they have the big screen, there is so much going on on that screen that you know I, I'm I'm driving the car one morning and I'm still sitting in the driveway and I'm trying to get the defrost on, and I look at Marlon and I'm like, there's like thirty two things on here, but I still can't figure out how to get to the frost on, you know? So, and it's a little slow. It's a little laggy. Um, I think that, you know, they've made steps forward. They've made progress. I just want to see them to update their infotainment system, the, the backbone of it, to make it faster and less busy. Um, and I think, you know, uh, Subaru loyal to, loyalist uh, will, will rejoice. You know, they'll have a party in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
no, no, no pun intended. The other thing is, I don't like the boxer engine. Um, you know, I know it's a 2.5 liter four cylinder, and I know that Subaru is very fond of that. I don't like it because it's noisy. Mm-hmm. It's a little sluggish. And then you pair it with the CVT, and it's even noisier. So I'm not a fan, but, you know, talking to people who own Subarus, my brother's one of them, he's like, you get used to it, and you don't even realize it until, you know, you're driving a different vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess I guess that's just a thing. Um, cargo space is a little limited compared to other vehicles in the subcompact SUV class. Um, even my traditional Costco run, um, I, I had to put stuff not just in the cargo area, but also in the back seat, which is not typical for me. Um, but I think it's a competitive vehicle. Something I don't understand, I thought maybe, you know, I stumped Dave with, is, um, you know, in, in doing a little research and looking at, like, the competition, I kept seeing people mention the Bronco Sport. And to me, the Bronco Sport and the the uh, cross track are two different totally animals. Totally. Yeah. So, so why would those be compared? How would they compare? No, I mean, I mean, I saw it in Edmonds and a couple of other uh, uh, motor publications, and I was just kind of stunned. Really? I mean, Marlon, yeah, Marlon and I are like looking at each other, going, "I, I don't see how." Yeah, you know, maybe Brian can answer. I don't know, and it's not that big of a deal. It's just something I thought I would bring up because I know, you know, I'm always encouraging people. Hey, when you're looking at one model in the class, look at the competition and drive the competition too. Just kind of get a feel and make sure that you know, even though your mind is set on a a Subaru Cross Trek Wilderness, that, that is the vehicle that best suits your lifestyle and your needs. Right. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so I always kind of try and see what else is in the segment, what, what is right. really up against this. And I came across that, and I just said, you know what, that, How, one of these does not seem like the other to me. The Bronco Sport is nothing more than a Ford Escape, and it's, and it's taller, you know, in my mind, right. it's taller, and, and, and that it's, Subaru it's is not. Too, right. And wider, yeah, because the Subaru has, I think it's like 9.3 inches ground clearance. It's got a low roof line. Um, All right, here, okay, the doctor doctor has just uh, called in. The expert, the expert weighed in, okay. He said it's in the same price class, and both are competent off-roaders. Which, okay, I, I, I will agree with that, but to look at them, there's no comparison. No, but I mean the other thing is I don't know competent off-roaders. Would you take the Subaru Cross Trek the same place as you would take the the Bronco Sport? I don't know. Oh, I probably not. I mean, I would take the Subaru more off-road than I would the Bronco Sport. And if I moved, yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, I, I kind I of don't see them as being equals. The, the, the trim I drove was priced at thirty five nine and some change, mm-hmm. and I think a Bronco Sport probably starts around thirty three thirty five, mm-hmm. and then goes up. So again, I just don't see the comparison. It's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think Subaru has a solid vehicle, and they've made some nice improvements. Um, you know, this has a different suspension than the other Subaru trims, whether you're in like the base or the limited, whatever. I, I like the Wilderness trim. I think it's awesome. Um, but I yeah. would probably get it in a bigger Subaru and not the Crosstrek because it's just a little bit too small for my needs. Well, you'd get the Forester, probably. Yes. But again, you know, I'm sure Brian agrees with me. You agree with me. It's cool that you got this big screen, but get a better infotainment system. It's time to upgrade. <laughs> Let's just do it. You and, your, you and your infotainment centers. Because I want them to be easy to use, so I'm not taking my eyes off the road. Right. The other thing is, like, I don't know if you've noticed, but Subaru has one of the most uh, 
uh, lane, what is it, active lane assist. Mm-hmm. It is more aggressive than like most cars. And even my son goes, hey, mom, because he noticed it. He goes, mom, he goes, why is it dinging at you? And he goes, how does it know to ding at you? And so I was having to explain to him, you know, how it's based, how it's radar based, and how this one just doesn't realize that, yes, there is still a lane there because it's not actually painted because the lanes are merging. Right. Anyway, it was just an interesting conversation that we had about the technology. Uh-huh. But Subaru is a little more aggressive than some of the other uh, models that are out there. Yeah. No, you're right. that are out there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but I usually try to figure out a way to turn most of that stuff off. I mean, if I got told once, I got told seven times to pull over and have a cup of coffee coming to radio today. <laughs> I don't need... That says a lot about your driving, Dave. I know, but I wasn't doing anything. I mean, good Lord almighty, I think we're on a little sensitive side, aren't we? But that's another story. So what are you doing at an airport? I don't hear any noise. Uh, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a lounge in the airport. So oh, like okay. I said, I was trying to find a quiet... Okay. Yeah, I'm just I'm just head, headed back home, headed back to Texas. Oh, did you go on a little vacay? There vac- you go. There's an announcement. Yeah, did you go on a little vacay? No, just just hit the road for a few days, change uh, the scenery. That's all. Cool, cool. Yeah. Wait, wait, waiting for you to send a private jet to retrieve me, Dave. Saw. <laughs> yeah, if I could just find my private jet, I'd be the first one to send it to you. <laughs> let me tell you. So, Ryan, where you parked it? What kind of fuel mileage did you get? I'm curious. I get twenty eight. Twenty yeah. miles to the gallon. Okay, um, I, that's about what I did. But see, I didn't have. I wasn't hypermiling. No, but I didn't have a problem with the boxer motor. And you know, I think, and really? Brian can probably correct us both. But you know, I think the reason Subaru's always had that motor is because they used to put the spare tire on top of the motor back in the day. You know, for for space, and that uh-huh. would be the only engine that you could do that to. And I just don't think they bothered to ever change it. But that is a good question, why they've stayed with it for as long as they have. Yeah, because, you know, um, it, it seems like, you know, even talking to people that are Subaru customers and Subaru drivers, they have told me, too, like, hey, it's just not powerful enough. It's not, mm-hmm. it, and not even enough, right? Enough is probably not the proper way to say it. They just say, we'd like more power, we'd like more torque, Um and, you know, I think some people confuse it, too, because I'll mention the CVT. Because sometimes it's hard to tell. Like, is it the engine that's noisy? Is it the CVT that's noisy? Yeah. Especially for, like, the average driver. Yeah. And so I've had people say, like, my brother, like, what's that wine? And I said, well, it's a CVT. You know, I don't like CVTs. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's personal preference. Some people don't even know what a CVT I've had so many people go, what's a CVT? Yeah. Well, and if you, you know? drive them long enough, you know, and Brian just sent another text. He says, you know, lower center of gravity and better handling and safety, which is true because if you hit somebody with that, versus having an engine sitting upright versus flat and wide, you know, the impact is would be not as severe. But. Well, and Subaru's got some of the most amazing safety. Oh, I know. Subaru and Volvo, I mean, yeah. they're right there. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, I'm glad we always have Brian for Absolutely. reference. Brian's like our Wikipedia. I know. But, see, you but see, we're accurate. Hey, but you just see how I didn't turn on his mic? <laughs> I didn't notice. Yeah, well, you didn't hear him talking, did you? But I bet He's you twenty. Not to step on my toes. Hey, He's I bet. To be respectful. Hey, twenty bucks. I'm going to hear about it as soon as I put him on. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to run so you can do that. Say hi to the family. Give the kids a hug, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. All right, folks.
You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Segment brought to you by Bumper Doc, T, Scratches, Dings, and Dents, Window Tint, you name it, Bumper Doc and T can do it for you. 8711 Magnolia Street in Sandy, Santee. That's SanteeBumperDoc.com. SanteeBumperDoc.com. And John's Automotive Care, original location, 6267 Riverdale, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified, triple A. Can't beat it. John not only gives back to the community, but he's also an awesome shop owner, so check him out. All right, we got Brian Armstead on the line driving the Lincoln Corsair. Now, how do you like the Lincoln, Brian? It seems to me like that would be a car you would enjoy. Yeah, you know, you're right, Dave. Uh, I don't get to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. in Lincoln vehicles. Um, but, you know, this Corsair, first time I've driven a Corsair. Mm-hmm. And what strikes you initially is the thing is just this. This is a small SUV. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, they really yeah. they really nailed the styling on this thing. It's it's super impressive. Um you know, I mean, they, you know, they, they, they built a niche for themselves with, you know, taking the, uh, the Ford brand up market, and they've done a nice job with it. You know, the uh, Corsair represents one of several SUVs that they have. Uh, just above the Corsair is the Lincoln Nautilus starting at, uh, well, the Corsair starts at 38,830. Nautilus starts at 50,415. Mm-hmm. Aviator, one of my personal favorites, 58,495. Seat 7. It's a it's an absolutely gorgeous. All the Lincolns are, are beautiful, uh, but the Aviator is my favorite. Navigator, the big boy, twenty twenty four model seats eight. Well, they all seat eight, but the twenty twenty four model starts at um, eighty two seven six five. So that's a rundown for um, you know for the Lincoln lineup. Mm-hmm. They don't produce any sedans anymore, so that's kind of sad because yeah. you know, when I grew up, you know the Continental, the Mark Four, the Mark Three, the Mark Four, Mark Five. You know, they, these were were very uh, popular cars. And even in the livery sense, you know, when you went to New York or you went to any major city, you would always get in a Lincoln Town car. Yep. And one of the things I used to do, Dave, is I would ask the uh, the driver, like, how many hundreds of thousands of miles do you have on this one? And they would roll <laughs> off crazy numbers, uh, especially the New York livery guys. Uh, well, you know, it's it's, uh, it's got 480,000 miles, um, <laughs> and I've only had to put two transmissions in it. The original engine, 480,000 yeah. miles. I mean, it was stories like that. They were legendary. Right. But uh, they don't build the, um, you know, the town car and the sedans anymore, so that's the direction they want to go in. And they have, you know, they're also moving towards full electrification, although they'll probably be slowed down by the, uh, you know, the lack of demand for, yep. uh, you know, for full electric vehicles, which brings us to this. Corsair PHEV. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect blend of what you need in today's environment. 28 miles EPA estimate of pure electric driving range, 34 to 35, um, you know, combined um, 34 city, 32 MPG highway EPA estimates. That's really good. I mean, I've been driving this thing everywhere, and I'm still at 260 miles of range. Sure. I'm out of electric range, but, you know, I, don't, I, I got what I needed out of the electric portion of it. I haven't plugged it back in yet, but it is a plug-in hybrid. This is a, um, it has a CVT transmission. You and Kristen were talking about CVTs, and the Subaru is a little whiny for sure, mm-hmm. but it's not obtrusive like some of those earlier Nissan models. 
But I got to tell you, Dave, I didn't even realize that this was a CBT because of the the way it shifts. It just it shifts really nicely. Um, the interior is fab. It's laid out with real high-quality materials. I've got double-stitched leather on the dashboard. I've got uh, some plastic trim that looks like aluminum, but it's, it doesn't look cheap. It's for, it kind of sits above the uh, lower dash. Between the upper dash, there's a silver panel in this particular model that I have. Uh, and it, it just everything just kind of sits really nice. Um, it's got uh, in front of you, you've got a uh, you know some really cool telematics action. You've got the 13.2-inch uh, infotainment screen in the center stack and a 12.3-inch digital gauge display, which I really like. The uh, hybrid is a 266-horsepower 2.5-liter, and that's one of the uh, two available powertrains on the car. And what I like about it is that, you know, you can either go mild or wild with building your own Lincoln. You can go, you know, you can start with... Um, you know, the, the base at 38, and you can go all the way up to about the high 50s or $60,000. Like, my model doesn't have the actual price listed on it, but it's the Grand Touring, which is one of three trims. You have the Grand Touring, you have the Reserve, and you have the um, the base model. Uh, the, you know, the one starts at 38 uh, and, and some change. But I mean, you know, you can get up to you can get up to sixty thousand dollars in this vehicle. So you know, you need to you need to kind of be careful with what you're doing here, mm-hmm. because uh, you know you want to make sure that um, you um, you know you you choose your your options wisely. Now, I have the level three Grand Touring package, which means it has the uh, the advanced telematics uh, system. It has the uh, the uh, automated driving assistant, which is called Active Glide, which is really cool. You get out on the road, you know, if it sees an Active Glide, it's their version of hands-free driving. It works very well. If you on the road and it senses that Active Drive can be implemented or activated, it will give you a command on this 12.3-inch screen that's very crisp and very clear night and day. And then you simply press the uh, cruise control start button and off you go. And it's very effective with automatic braking and sensing obstacles, and it's a really cool system. I prefer not to use them. That's just my personal, you know, wish. You can save yourself a ton of money by not opting to have that on your car uh, because the package that it comes in is pretty expensive. But again, you know, the the Corsair is something that you can start off at 38000 and just kind of pick and choose what you want. I think that the reserve model, which starts at 43115, uh, is probably, you know, the better one to choose because it has more upscale features. Uh, it's got leather trim seats, reclining second row seats, leather wrap steering wheel, 20-inch wheels. Then you can go from there. Uh, love the way it rides on the road. I thought it was a little bumpy at first, but then I'd gotten out of a Mercedes-Benz, you know, uh, GLS. I mean, so I was kind of comparing apples to diamonds. You know, True. Wrong with the ride quality Corsair. Matter of fact, the only thing that I, I really kind of noticed in um, you know the week that I've had it is that when I set the steering wheel to where I like it to be, it blocks the lower portion because of my long legs. I have to raise the steering wheel to one of its highest settings so to be able to turn the wheel. But it blocks the lower portion of the instrument cluster, which shows, right now it shows, you ought to know, 
um, KCBQ. I've been on the air for 22 minutes listening and participating. That's not a big deal because I can still see the uh, the transmission cluster, PRND. I can still see brake warnings, ready lights, everything like that. I just can't see what's directly below that, and that's not a big deal. Again, that comes under the quibble that I the quibbles that I talk about from time to time. Mm-hmm. Nice steering wheel. Got a two tone interior in this model. It's got really cool paint. It's called uh, pristine white metallic with premium leather trim and ebony and cashew. I mean, that just sounds appetizing, ebony and cashew. I love the fact that the seat controls are mounted on the door, the upper portion of the door, like you find in Mercedes-Benz. It's it's got some really cool um, chrome-plated trim to open the door. When you walk up to the car at first, it senses your presence. And, you know, up front, you've got LED lights that come on, like, you know, the DRLs. And on the back, you have a total cross-body LED strip, full-width, LED strip that illuminates. It's real cool at night, nice in the day, but it's really cool when you walk up to it at night. Got plenty of headroom, Dave. It's got the double panel uh, glass moonroof on this particular model. That's another option. It's part of that, I believe it's part of that uh, part three package that I referenced earlier. The back seat has a surprising amount of room. Even with my seat all the way back, I can sit back there at six foot nine. So that, uh, wow. that's another. Yeah, that's another very impressive stat that uh, that needs to be recognized. And the other thing that I like the most is that it's got a whole lot of functionality and a whole lot of safety equipment. Everything, every bell and whistle that, you know, advanced track, airbags for the knees up front, dual stage front airbags, side impact curtains. Uh, it's just Ford has all, Ford and Lincoln have always been really good with building safe vehicles. This model is a uh, a five-star NHTSA-rated vehicle. I don't have the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety crash ratings in front of me, but, you know, Ford doesn't play around when it comes to safety. One of the uh, one of my all-time favorites, um, just joined by a family of deer. I was wondering why my um, <laughs> all motion light came on. I've got deer surrounding and admiring the Corsair here, so they, they have thumbs up. Yeah, they're looking at me right now. They're <laughs> just like... I was wondering why the uh, motion sensor on the front of my house lit up, and I look over, and Bambi and his, and his brother and her brother are uh, just checking out this beautiful Corsair, wondering why I'm sitting in the car talking to myself. Probably. <laughs> so you have deer? You have deer in your neighborhood? I have deer, fox, rabbits, wow. snake, uh, raccoons, all matter critters. I have geckos who've lived in my garage in the 32 years I've owned it. I've always had a family of geckos that come and go. I had to tear down the uh, ivory uh, ivy uh, bush in front of my house because robins would lay eggs in it uh, in oh. spring, and then snakes would climb up in it to eat the eggs. And I just got tired of oh. dodging snakes on my way to uh, to the front door and to the garage. <laughs> but um, you know, back to the Lincoln. We, yeah. I'm going to let the Lincoln Lincoln folks know this car is deer approved, and it goes back to safety. I mean, you know, deer collisions are common in the area that I live in. Hmm. So you want a vehicle that's built right. I mean, this, the A-pillars on this thing are thick and meaty. I mean, this thing is built to withstand impacts, which is an unfortunate reality of everyday life. Hmm. Across the board, Dave, I give the uh, Lincoln Corsair um, two thumbs up. And I have um, you know both hands here. It's, it's a nice car. Again, just be judicious with your options, and you can roll out with a very luxurious, very comfortable, well-executed, 
small sport utility vehicle right. and an all-wheel drive system is ready to rock and roll. All right. Well, don't 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 get bit. Oh, bit by bit by what the snakes? No, one of them deer. Oh no, they're they're, they're deer are docile and friendly, man. If you know, I've, I've actually fed them by hand. You know, if you've got some grub in your hand, they're going to come up and check you out. <laughs> and I tend to leave food out back for them because in the winter time, you know, yeah. we don't have snow where you live. But you know, just yeah. try to. They're, they're good neighbors, so they're all good. That's so okay. cool. Hey, well, right. Yeah, it is cool, Dave. It is cool. Yep, love the wildlife. Mm. But hey, man, uh, I want to give thanks to uh, Santee Bumper Dock and the John's Automotive again for, you know, always sponsoring the segment. It's yep. uh, really cool to hear them every week. And thank you, Brendan, for your excellent board work as usual. Yeah, I was be back next Sunday with something else. I was going to I was going to move them to another segment because, you know, just because I thought it'd be something. And they both told me, no, leave me stay right there with Brian. So, OK. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to be in uh, San Diego for some Toyota program soon. All right. And I will certainly make it my, um, you know, they, they have like four or five cars there. We're driving and revealing and revealing something else. I will certainly make an effort to go by uh, both of them if that's reasonable. I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you the, I'll give you the directions as to where they're at and that'll be fun. All right, boss. Two meets meets coming up. Please tell her I said hi. I sure will. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we come back a whole lot more right here on You Ought to Know, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Folks, hey, welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. This brought to you by Collision Dock, Kearney Mesa, 3885 Convoy Street. Used to be a bumper dock. Now they've moved up, and they're doing full body. All the insurance companies uh, utilize them, so anytime you have an issue, you can choose uh, Collision Dock since you are the... Uh, owner of the vehicle and don't let anybody tell you different is so it's totally up to you uh but they do con- you know really good work they do complete restorations of classic cars as well as you know body repair you know fender frame they do it all collision dock kearney mesa collision com. so Brittany came in a little early today and um I was telling her about the first show I did at 12 today was with Steve Cohen, and it's called... No, uh, 1 o'clock, actually. Or, or 1 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mistake. No, okay. no Bull Roadhouse. And it's Steve, something I can find on iHeartRadio, right? Go back and listen to it. Yeah, it cool. should be on there. And it's so interesting because Steve's got like 50 years of experience as a news director, and so he is so well connected with, with people as far as interviews go but uh yeah so we it was really really an interesting show we talked to tom jordan who used to be the anchor at kusi tv he now is on the number one watched radio show in detroit and he does political talk radio uh every morning so he came on and got i used to him and i used to do segments all the time so that was fun and then we did a segment which was real interesting about all of the uh nuclear waste that's at San Onofre Mm -hmm. in thin-walled containers with only 20 years life expectancy. And how much tonnage did she, uh, did they say? 
They say like 140 times, or it's 140 times as worse as Chernobyl. Yeah, is what the number was last time. So, and you know, Sanofre, uh, San Onofre sitting on the San Andreas Fault. It's sitting on, mm-hmm. and and it's hanging off the ocean. I swear to you, we've talked about uh, at least in news, we've talked about this kind of issue since 2010, maybe even earlier than this, and yet we still haven't come up with this solution that's right then and g- there. Well, because well, he, we talked about. I know we talked about. He talked about. a little bit about it off air, but I guess we went and dug a big hole in a mountain someplace where right. we were going to put it all. Right. And then they decided not to do it. I just, I, I feel as if, if that's your environmental issue is the mountain in the hole, I think the nuclear waste <laughs> yeah, is a little exactly. bit more of a worse case scenario. Well, but didn't they already dig it? Yep. So that the hole is there. Yeah. Well, we're just waiting to react. I'm having flashbacks to a couple of weeks ago where they're going to blame it. The, the storm of the century. Nah, just clear out. Clear out the ways. Yeah. And now they'll just say it was the earthquake of the century. Uh, and, you know, blame. I, well, I, it's just, and, and like I was talking to Steve, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we would rather be reactive than proactive. Oh I'm in education, yes. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you know oh. probably better better than most. Yeah, let's be proactive instead of reactive. <laughs> just crazy 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 and then we talked to a homeless uh shelter that's or not a shelter but uh uh what did he describe it as it's like uh it's like a way uh that would train these homeless people in a way where they can uh stay there for a little bit but then they would uh, set them up for success later on down the road uh and it was called uh the sun ranch or the uh Uh, it's called sunbreak ranch Ranch for homeless and what Mm -hmm. it is it's a it's like a ranch where it can grow and get small and grow and get small, but all the homeless people would go there, and you know they would have all the facilities. But every every homeless person. But you know, the only problem is, I guess there's a law that says you can't arrest a homeless person and you can't make them go to a facility. Two things: where would this be, and why can't we re- we reverse the law? Well, we can reverse the head. law, but the problem is. The city has, I personally feel, that it's money-driven. You know, Shocking. They're making so much money off of homeless and not doing anything about homeless. They're just, it's a moneymaker for a lot, of, uh, a lot of people. How so? Well, I mean, because they get grants from the government, you know, the state of California. So they're, what, putting some in their pocket and some being used? Well... They're doing, you know. I don't know. I'm sincerely I I, asking. I I would almost hate to say this without getting into trouble, but you know, it's like when you when these people are have got these pros or projects to where they're trying to change something, mm-hmm. and they're getting money to change it, except they'll never change it. They're not being held accountable. Well, and they, and they'll never yeah. change it right. because that's how they make their but money. But in the meantime, they're yeah making a living at it, exactly. but not being held accountable. Yeah. So why, yeah. you know, because if I come up with a with a correction, yeah, then what do I do? then what do I do to make a living? What do I campaign on if I solve the problem? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. I no. was telling you, I was adulting this morning. I filled out my taxes and my ballot. All right. Oh, I know what I was thinking about you last night because we had a lady come out from Dallas uh, and she's a school teacher and she teaches 12, 13 year olds. Oh, yeah. And she said, but she don't play no games like they do out here. She holds her feet to the fire 
and she'll come right up to him and say, I don't want to hear about you. I don't want to hear from you. You go sit down and you be quiet. Good old days. No cell phones are allowed in the classroom. The kids can't talk back to them. I mean, yeah. So, but that we, sounds like a teacher's heaven right there. I don't yeah. know why, why you keep. It's a little different. You're huh? making you're you're making her angry right now for jealous know, jealous. That's well, I mean. and I told I told I told uh, her about uh, Brittany and, and what she's having to go through. She goes, "Oh, I know. You don't have to tell me." Right. She yeah. says, "I'm more than uh, more than aware." Uh, so the proposed site for Sun. Oh, okay. uh, I keep doing that again. Uh, the Sunbreak Ranch uh, is in Miramar right now. Oh, uh, wow. But it's not getting approved as of right now still. So. Right. Of course not. Yeah. Would it be self-sustainable? Is that like Th- the homeless would go there oh, and you know take where care they're of putting themselves? It? I bet they're putting it over there at Camp Elliott. Uh, either that, uh, they, that was a suggestion. Brownfield was another suggestion right. area too. So right. they have multiple areas in Miramar specifically, right. though. Right. So uh, again, it's just a matter of getting it passed and you know waiting for politicians to get off their high horse. But and, see, but it's just like you know, right until they change the law, you can't make, make a homeless yeah. person go to a camp. Yep. Is this a camp that's going to address mental health? Yes. Mental health. Yes. Uh, dr- alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, help them get jobs. Help them get jobs. Yes. Get their lives together. How are they fed? Uh, probably going to have a full blown kitchen. Correct. Yeah, yeah something it, where they can like uh, learn a skill. Yeah. Uh, uh, they said that uh, until they actually build the facility that's necessary, and the city themselves has to deem it livable and right. uh, well quality, they can't. You they know, can't bring, even do it. They can't even bring people. All in right. Yet, so, so they would all have to agree on something. Yep. So it's not going to happen. Well, but they've got they've got private funding, mm-hmm. you know, and then what they're trying to do is reach a level to where they can show the city, okay, here's where we're at. Here's what we're able to do. I wonder if the immigrants that are being dropped off, what was it, 800 on Friday? It wasn't 8,000. <laughs> was it 800 on Friday? 800. They yeah. Um, would they be considered homeless? And then we would just flood it and then it would... Well, we didn't up. get into that. But since now San Diego is the target, uh, and Bob Wells has been on all the local, oh, Bill. or Bill Wells, I just saw him yesterday in person. Yeah, he's been, he's been on all the local yeah. because they're not telling him. Oh, in he, the middle he, of the night, they're dropping them off. Well, he went down. He went to Hakumba just to see what's yep. going on. Yep. He and says, then the other Bills making big waves about it too. Bill Walton, he's been you know really upset about this whole homeless well, situation. And Walton too. Yeah. is part of that ranch. Yes, he is. Yeah. So, uh, very quickly, because uh, we're down to two minutes, uh, mm-hmm. Brittany, did you get to watch the race last night with Sheldon? Yes, I saw the results. Oh, did you, not, you didn't get to chance I to watch. I did not get to watch. As Dave described it, everyone ran out of gas. Super quick, uh, near the end. All of <laughs> the Fords ran out of gas, and really? until they ran out of gas, he was sixteenth. And did he end up fourth? fourth? Yeah, I saw and that. The only reason he ended up fourth is because. Everybody ran oh, out of gas. Hey, he was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. He and stayed Austin, out of trouble. And Austin Hill won again. I he came back. in front of Sheldon last week too, right? Yeah, so back to back, and he and oh. he was Sheldon's teammate on RCR. And Hill did not yeah. have kind oh, yeah. words yeah, to yeah, say yeah. about yeah. Sheldon. No, I was out and about town. I tried to set the Guinness World Record. That's where I saw Bill Wells. Most dogs watching a film, but not enough people showed up. Then I ran over to my girls' soccer game. They put up a good fight, but lost zero to one. And then my boys' volleyball. They came from behind and took it. So it was awesome. So I was running around town all night. Surprised you didn't go to Paris. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. I would have loved to brought my cat just for fun to that uh, <laughs> dog viewing back. With oh, 200 wrong, dogs. wrong theater. Yeah. Okay, let me go away. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was out at Wells Park. It was cute. It was fun. Well, Last was second. Um, I just saw it on KUSI yesterday morning, and my mom pointed it out. The Guinness World Record shows 219 dogs watching a movie in one sitting. So we're trying to get 220 oh. in the city of El Cajon. Did Bill you, Wells was there with his dogs. Did you take yours? I brought Mikey. Did you break the record? No, there were not enough. So hopefully they try again. Should have told us we brought all ours. And my mom said that. She texted me. She's like, if, if Michelle had known, she could have brought <laughs> enough. Well, and there was a massive dog show at Del Mar There's this weekend. There's tons of shows, adoptions. They needed, I think, a little more yeah. advertisement. We could have done it. it. Yeah. What was the movie? Beethoven. Should have been uh, best of show. Everybody <laughs> right. would have shown up. <laughs> Hopefully they try it again. All right. Let's take a quick break. We come back. Razor Radio, FM 96.1 and 1170. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.